Welcome in, folks, here on the New York Giants post-game live stream here, part of Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum to bring you a reaction to the Giants' 25-3 victory over the Carolina Panthers, a game that, frankly, is really hard to pinpoint what went well. We know some of the things that helped them and what led to the, the this victory, and we're going to unpack some of that. But as, and I want to open with this, Chris, it, it felt so similar to the, the to the Saints game where they were just doing enough to stay afloat and the other team kept shooting themselves in the foot where they were able to build a, you know some sort of lead or, or, or put themselves in a position to win the football game. That's what we got out of this game. Yeah, I would say what, what went right for the Giants was playing the Carolina Panthers offense, which, <laughs> woo. Uh, I tweeted, uh, well, let's, we'll say the it was after, the, well, the game was over by that point, but it was still being played that this game was offensive. You know, it was just offensively bad. And I don't mean that the offenses played bad. They did, but I was offended by the football being played for <laughs> most of this game. I mean, it was a five, three game after 44 minutes of game clock. Normally, if you're, offense scores three points and your defense scores two points and there's a little bit over 15 minutes left to play you do not expect to win that game you definitely don't expect to win that game in a blowout now i already know there are going to be people who are not happy to hear this um ed is one of them he has already told me told me so <laughs> but i also kind of can't cheerlead right now because oh the, no i know what you're gonna say no i'm just saying the, the giants <laughs> were the beneficiaries of a team that somehow managed to play worse than they did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say something along the lines that you were hoping that they would maintain their their current draft pick spot. But thankfully we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not rooting against the Giants uh, to have a good draft pick, but this is a good win, though, at the at the very least. It's, it's their second win of the season. It's positive to see victories. It makes us as fans feel better. It, it makes us be a lot less pessimistic, but we still know the underlying issues that were apparent in this game, which is the offensive play calling. We can still point the finger at Dave Gettleman. We're not going to talk about that stuff today because a, a win is a win. I mean, we're going to we're going to bask in it. We're going to take advantage of these opportunities to talk positively positively of the Giants. But I will say though, it is one of those games where the whole time you're watching it and you're like, how the heck are they winning this game? Yeah. And the one thing I can pinpoint, Chris, is the defensive performance. Now. They were going up against a Panthers offense that without Christian McCaffrey clearly cannot function as well as they did in the first three weeks. Chuba Hubbard's a good running back, but he's not the same quality of player and multifaceted offensive weapon that Christian McCaffrey is. But as we've seen, the Giants have still allowed opposing teams to really effectively run the football to pick up huge chunk plays. That has been their kryptonite thus far and what has led to them getting blown out against these opposing teams because they are just gashing them on the ground when running the ball. Matt Rule came into this game saying that they wanted to run the football and they were going to do it aggressively. They were going to put more of an emphasis on it in the play calling. And the Giants defense stepped up to the challenge. This is a team that has been productive running the ball. And despite being a little banged up, particularly without Blake Martinez, Benardrick McKinney steps in. He looks pretty good. That whole front seven had a really strong performance after that first drive when it felt like it was all rushing plays by the Panthers. They were able to produce 
a performance that has honestly earns them uh, recognition for it. Yeah, it, it really did help that the Panthers' passing attack was a boat anchor. It was an albatross around their around their neck. Their receivers couldn't catch a cold, and Sam Darnold is. Uh, I, I'm sorry, he's not an NFL caliber quarterback at this point. We just have to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah. If we have any Panthers fans listening, well, actually, right now they probably agree with me. I mean, he was benched before <laughs> the end of, before the end of the third quarter for PJ Walker. Uh, I'm sorry, NFL starting quarterbacks, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yes, the the Giants' run defense they gave up some nice runs to Carolina, but overall, over the course of the game and while the game was still being contested, you know, basically before Carolina had no choice but to throw which was obviously the worst possible situation for them. Uh, the Giants' run defense did step up. They they weren't getting blown off the ball like they were against Dallas or, you know, well, not quite so much against Los Angeles, but that didn't also didn't really matter how well L.A. ran the ball. Or like New Orleans, for, ex- for example. Yeah, I think if there's one real positive takeaway, it's that the Giants' run defense did answer the bell. And they knew what was going to happen, and they did their jobs. Certainly did their jobs. Separate from the run run defense, the defensive line also had a really good day, creating a lot of pressure, getting a, a number of sacks. I believe the number that they had was six sacks. Leonard Williams looked really, really good. They're starting to get into a rhythm, and, and a game like this can really build the confidence of a group that started out the season struggling a bit. But I, I want to go back to Bernardrick McKinney, who was signed to the practice squad. He was essentially another team's trash where the Dolphins got rid of him, formerly a Pro Bowl linebacker. We know that the talent's there, but he has just not played up to that level. I'm not saying that Bernardrick McKinney is a Pro Bowler and is going to finish the season as a Pro Bowler, but... I think that this is a positive sign that they can plug him in and get some really quality play. I'm hoping that this is a sign for more positive results because he looked pretty good. I'm curious to see what the the PFF grade for his performance was, and I also am curious to watch the tape and see what he actually did just solely focusing on him. But I, I think that there were a number, number of times where he made some really good stops against the run, and, and, and having a guy like that has been... One of the problems why this run defense has struggled is because the front seven was there, but the the linebackers just weren't as soon as Blake Martinez went down. Yeah, I'll actually just be curious to see how much he played. I mean, he was literally just called up to the defense. So, you know, did he play almost every defensive snap? I know he rotated off in like third and long situations, but, you know, which makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Did he play half the defensive snaps? Did he, well, I'm not sure it would have mattered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm sure Darnold would have found a way to not complete a path, complete a pass with uh, Benardrick McKinney in there. But, you know, did he play half the snaps? Did he play three quarters of the snaps? That I think would be interesting to see just in, just in and of itself. I'm sure he's going to play a lot next week. Uh, yeah. Just as a little, a little teaser. One of the things we're definitely going to be watching is the health of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the health of Patrick Mahomes is going to be critical, and you almost wonder if Andy Reid is so confident in his team going against a struggling Giants team that he just decides to start. I think it's still Chase Daniels, the backup. But continuing talking about this game, Chris, 
another positive that I want to talk about before I, I end up going to a negative point um, to wrap up the, the stream. Their backup receivers, the guys that had to step up with all these injuries going on, they deserve credit for the performance that they that they put out. No one really had a, wow, this is a, an incredible performance type statistical game. The best receiving day was five receptions for 63 yards from Darius Slayton. But there were big plays by Dante Pettis, particularly his touchdown. John Ross had, a, had two great catches. That is something that we haven't seen. And this is supposed to be a good secondary that they were facing off against with the Carolina Panthers. So I, I got to give credit to the backup receivers who didn't necessarily light the world on fire, but did their job, picked up yardage when they needed to, didn't have any silly concentration drops and mistakes that we've seen already early on with the but when, when they were dealing with these injuries. Overall, though, I think they deserve some credit. Yeah, they, they did enough, which when you're kind of scraping the bottom of the depth chart like the Giants are at receiver, that's really all you can ask for is that guys do their job and they do enough, which was obviously enough to win yeah they made the catches they needed to make when they needed to make them they weren't perfect uh yeah there were yeah some there were some miscues there were some maybe off target passes or some drops maybe little communication breakdowns but that's going to happen when you're when you're running guys out there who you would really rather not see on the field, you know, except for Darius Slayton. He's a guy the Giants do want to see on the field. You know, they're happy he's healthy enough to play. That I think, and also, I gotta say, the Giants, they, the Giants receivers, their depth chart, their depth receivers, they did enough to give Daniel Jones quick outlets. They were accurate enough in their route running that the Giants could use their quick passing game to try to keep the Panthers' pass rush off of Jones as best as they could. Now, it, it was obvious they were looking for every avenue to help the offensive line that they could. I'm really curious to see what this Giants offense could possibly be more capable of if they have Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony back. And I, I, I'm not saying that it's going to be them putting up 45 points a game once they're they're back and fully healthy. But if the backups are in a rhythm and they're putting up numbers like that, and then you get back Kadarius Tony, who was pacing for some stupid numbers after the couple games that he was getting a lot of touches and, and Galladay's back and able to actually play, I feel like we're not going to have as much of what we saw in the first half where it was five to three and there were just no touchdowns being scored and the ball was impossible to move. I feel like there might be able to be a little bit more consistency if this offense can start to get into a rhythm, and, and this this could potentially be a starting point. Yeah, now Giants might have to wait until after their bye week to to really find out what that is, because again, these guys have missed time. Uh, you know, Tony's been dealing with injuries. Galladay's been dealing with injuries. They haven't had a whole lot of time together with Daniel Jones, even going back to the summer. So. Getting in that rhythm, finding that chemistry, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some reps. Yeah, it's going to be a process. And that bye week, as you mentioned, might be really critical for helping get this this offense back and healthy and get everybody on onto the field. That's probably a, a like a milestone point, like a look ahead that the, the the coaching staff is looking at. Like, okay, we need to just get through this 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 Chiefs game, and then we're going to be able to get some guys back, and we'll be able to get a little bit more healthy. So. We'll pay attention to that. The last thing I want to mention, Chris, 
is something that I messaged you about. And I am was as soon as I saw the play developing, I was so unbelievably frustrated and I knew exactly what was going to happen. On the drive where the Giants marched all the way down, Kyle Rudolph scores a touchdown. It gets called back. The next play, well, so the end of this drive ends up being a, a, a stop on fourth, fourth and goal, and they gave the ball to the Panthers, which ended up leading to a safety. But the third down play that was so poorly called, and it has constantly been called in the red zone, and it never works. The play I'm referring to is that bootleg pass that Daniel Jones runs by sprinting out to the right and then throwing the ball to a covered, blanketed receiver way over his head. The same result happens every freaking time. There needs to be more creativity in the red yes. zone. I'm so I, I I don't mean to be negative after a win, but can we freaking call something different? Not the same crap every time. Uh, yeah, and it, we know there are other plays in their playbook. It, we know they have access to tape. They could have watched Sean McVay from last week, or yeah, Jason Garrett had Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. Yeah. The Giants have to be aware of other ways to punch the ball into the end zone in those situations. They can't be so predictable. Yeah, they can't run, keep running a play that obviously does not work. They'll call it again next week. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's a good note to wrap us up on. I always have to finish with something negative when they find a way to win. Um, good performance. Giants Giants now with two wins on the season. Uh, it, it certainly helps their confidence going into next week against the Chiefs where they might not have Patrick Mahomes and then they're heading into the bye week. We'll be previewing that Chiefs game coming up during the week. We'll also be recapping and looking at the film, so stay tuned for that. The best way to stay tuned is hitting the subscribe button. We'll talk to you later, folks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.